Garage Conversation with Char is back to start the sixth series. The podcast still endeavors to inform, engage, and inspire. So relax and enjoy. I'm really thrilled to really get this um, podcast going. I want to introduce my friend Talana, who I got to know from the best church in the planet, as I always give a plug out to my church, Dare to Imagine. And uh, we got to know each other. Really, you know, I used to see her ushering, <laughs> but then we got to know each other via one of the um, things that we do in the Dare to Bless teams, um, and that is scholarship and education. And we really, and also, I think we worked. Did we work on Philly fridges too? Maybe can't remember. Uh, don't recall Philly fridges. Um, okay. It was another. It was another outreach, but not Philly yeah. fridges. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and you know our church does a a lot of outreach, so that gives us a chance to maybe meet people who we see in service but don't know their name. So we, you know, we got to know each other, and then I found out she was a writer and so of children's books, which is amazing. And I brought a book for my um, nephew who's eight, and I just I just thought it was an amazing book. And it was very encouraging to children and very affirming. So I was like, I really have to get Talana on the podcast to really talk about, you know, her books and what she does. So that's how we met. And with that, I'm going to let Talana talk about herself and, you know, whatever you want to share with the audience. So I'll turn it over to you. Okay. Hi. Uh, Good evening. First, I would like to say, uh, Shara, I am um, honored to be here on this podcast with you this evening. It is truly an honor um, that you would um, be led to allow me to speak on your podcast. So again, thank you very much. And as for myself, my name is uh, Talana Coleman. I am the director of Heaven Sent Child Care LLC, which is located in the Germantown section of the city. I've had the privilege of taking care of um, two-year-olds to five-year-olds for the last 20 years and just really important um, who Jesus is in their life. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I'm just so honored that God would entrust me with other people's children, you know, that I can um, have a part in teaching them um, a little, a little um, things about life um, mm-hmm. and teaching them about Jesus. So I'm just mm-hmm. so honored. So again, um, I run my uh, child care program. I'm, I'm also a children's author. And I'm just so ecstatic that God would have me in a position um, in this season of my life to write children's books. Um, mm-hmm. He has imparted a lot within me in reference to writing. But even sometimes when I get anxious and I want to run ahead to mm-hmm produce the book sooner than what the Lord says. I'm I'm so quick to step back and to understand I can't run um, ahead of God. So right right now um, he has me writing children's books. Um, I am a advocate of Jesus Christ. I love Jesus Christ. I'm a servant of his. I love Mm -hmm. serving others. I love helping others, um, being there to listen to others as well. I also mm-hmm. am a wife of my husband of almost 30 years now. Wow, that's admirable. Yes, May of next year will be 30 years. We also have three sons. Uh, we have a 28-year-old, a 24-year-old, and a 22-year-old, all sons. Wow. 
Um, we are empty nesters, so my husband and I, you know, have the chance to, to enjoy, you know, mm-hmm. you take on the children, you know, the Lord says it's time for, you know, the husband and the wife, you know, to reconnect as well. So just enjoying, you know, um, just enjoying life, you know, just enjoying and whatever, whichever way the Lord instructs me, you know, I just want to be attentive as to what he's instructing me to do and to go forward. Wow, that's such a blessing. And I, I just want to commend you for your marriage. And, um, you know, that I just always love when there's couples who stay together. There's so many things that are against couples. You know, the divorce rate is so high. So when you have people who stay married and can be empty, empty nesters, and I think you like to travel too, because I see a few things on Facebook. (laughs) Yeah, we just did recently have a chance to travel and so excited about that because our oldest son serves in the army. And um, my husband said, Hey, well, what you want to do? I said, I want to see our oldest son, you know, let's make this thing happen. You know, said, well, sure. So we kind of just booked the trip and we had a marvelous time and I'm looking for my next vacation. Nice. Yes. Nice. Mm -hmm. That's nice. That's wonderful because I I can definitely relate to that because my husband was in the army and when they're away and my nephew's in the Navy, you can't go visit him Mm -hmm. on his boat. But, you know, when, when when people you love are in the military, you have to, you know, it's nice yeah, that you were able to go see your son. Yeah, you got to cherish the moments. And he, I yeah. even look at it. I just look at all this full circle that God is um, truly a blessing because I'm also a breast cancer survivor. Oh, OK. Twenty sixteen, um, I was hit with breast cancer, the first one in my family. Um, mm-hmm. But I can truly say that God was even in the midst of that. And I always say even that I was hit with breast cancer. It wasn't necessarily for me. Mm-hmm. You know, it really used me um, as that vessel when I sat in the chemotherapy room and I mm-hmm. looked around. And I remember when I first walked into the room, I said, Lord, but I'm the youngest one here. I was 46 at the time. I said, Lord, I'm the youngest one here. And as I looked around, you know, he said, well, my daughter ministry still goes forward. Mm-hmm. So what that reassured me was, OK, I can't be dead and doing ministry. So God just <laughs> wants to keep me alive through this ordeal. And he He truly, you know, he truly kept me through the entire ordeal. Um, he allowed me to be able to minister to other um, individuals that were in that chemotherapy room going through their treatments. He utilized my husband in the capacity. We would come, we would pray for people. I would have nice little gifts in my bag. And when I saw someone come into that room with that look of uncertainty and fear, um, you know, he just really used me. And what I understood, I said, okay, now I get it, Lord. This wasn't necessarily for me. You know, mm-hmm. you me to you wanted to use me as that vessel so that I can encourage someone else and to give them the hope that they can make it. And then it even turned out that even after I was diagnosed, at least four or five other family members have gone through the same thing. But yet God used me to be the first that I was able to encourage them. And I can I'm I'm so grateful to God, you know, that he will still allow me life that I can be alive to share my testimony, you know, with the others. I just celebrated my 53rd birthday on Friday. So I'm saying, Lord, 
kudos to you, to God be the glory. And yeah. um, just so thankful and um, just really all just always standing in all of what the Lord is doing, you mm-hmm. know, so I'm, I'm just I'm blessed. Yes. Well, happy belated birthday first. Thank you. And I think it's amazing that you would share that testimony. And also, you know, um, many people know, you know, I have a science background and even Mm -hmm. in science, they say people can't, people with cancer do so much better when they have faith and they have encouragement. So what you, what you did there Mm -hmm. helped probably them so much. You know, yes. and mm-hmm. you never know, like you said, how God wanted to use you in that circumstance. Right. Yes. And um, that makes that made such a such a difference, whether they believe or not. But you were there yes. to encourage. Encourage. So, That's you right. Know, yes. And that makes such a difference in people's outcome. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. So so that is amazing. Yes. Yeah. So I, I see another topic. You could come back to the podcast. I always tell people they can come back. So, so we start, oh, but I guess okay. we're going to get back to the topic at hand. Yes. But thank you for that, that wonderful introduction yes. to you. Mm-hmm. Um, what I want to know, which maybe it seems obvious, but not everybody who works in childcare writes children books. But what was your motivation to say, hey, I want to write children's books? What was my motivation? At the time when COVID hit, well, I've always been a journaler from mm-hmm. my previous church. Shout out to the Trumpet of Zion Tabernacle where Pastor mm-hmm. William Purvis and First Lady Purvis are um, shepherding that flock, um, which mm-hmm. are my parents. But kudos out to them because they've always taught me to journal. Mm-hmm. And even when I'm in church, when the sermon is going forward, you know, I have my Bible open and I'm taking notes. So I've always um, taken notes. I'm always, you know, writing down details and everything. But when COVID hit, it was a video surfacing of a a small child. She looked to be about four years old and she was getting her hair done by a hairdresser. And the lady was doing her hair and she told the little girl, she said, oh, you just so she said, you want to really look beautiful now. And the little girl turned to her and she said, but I'm still ugly. Mm. And that really shook me to a core because the little girl was only about four years old. So what the hairdresser did, she kept trying to reaffirm to this little girl how beautiful she was. But the little girl was not believing it. She just kept continued to cry and to weep and to weep. And when I saw that, it really tugged at my heart. And mm-hmm. I'm saying, well, Lord. What can I do to help children to understand that they are important, that they mm-hmm. are love? And the Lord said, write a book. Now, like mm-hmm. I said, that was in 2020 when COVID hit. So the yeah. Lord spoke to me. He spoke to me. He gave me the title of the book. He gave me the words for the book. But then I put the book down in 2020. It mm-hmm. wasn't until 22 that the Lord said, okay, now it's time for you to move forward and getting your book published. So mm-hmm. at that time, um, I went forward, you know, to do as the Lord, you know, instructed me to do to get that book, that particular book published. So it was the story of that, that little girl, that video that I saw mm. that really prompted me to want to write my first book. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I just said, Lord, whatever you tell me, I'm going to document. And I, um, I knew, I know, I knew, and I still know that this book is going to do some damage in this world. 
And I don't mean mm-hmm. damage in a bad way. I was going to say positive. Exactly. It's going to really have children to really take a stance as to who they are and who God is calling them to be. So I'm just so, so grateful, you know, and just to think that, you know, you would see a video and how it would make such an impression on you that you would want to make a change as to what you saw, you know, so I'm just, I'm, I'm grateful, you know, I'm saying, Lord, whatever you say, I'm ready, you know, just tell me and I'll document. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then you also wrote your other book is you matter. And and both these books are very uh, affirming type books. So Mm -hmm. when you look at each of your books, you know, I know the title seems Mm self-evident, but um, what Mm -hmm. would you like or what would you hope that children will receive from each of your books? Okay, from the the first one is titled, I Am Important. It's a book that teaches children acceptance. And I want children to know that first, that they are important and help them to understand that though we may look different from one another, Mm -hmm. God is our creator. He has created each of us and he has created each of us with purpose. And it is with that purpose that God has created each of us for that he wants us to begin to operate in that purpose. He -hmm. wants them to understand that they are loved. He wants them to understand the importance of loving themselves, because even as young as children are, some of them don't know how to love themselves. So we need to help them to understand that they need to love themselves. And then once they begin to love themselves, though we may see other people that are different, we can then begin to love the differences in other people. Yes. Mm-hmm. But we have to begin to love ourselves first, you know, and once we grab a hold to that, we can then uh, begin to love on other people and to accept the differences that mm-hmm. God has created them because it's uniqueness in all of us. It's yeah. unique. I mean, it would be a boring world if we all did the same. It would be so boring, you know, yeah. but the uniqueness of God, you know, the way that he maneuvers and he does things, it's just so awesome. So that's for I am in, in, important. And also um, for you matter, it teaches children self-worth and mm-hmm. to let them know that, again, God is their creator. and because their worth comes from God and not from man, they don't have to worry about what the naysayers say. Mm-hmm. When they truly understand that their worth comes from God, they can begin to praise God for creating them and for allowing them to do all that they're doing. But once mm-hmm. they really begin to tap into it and to understand that, they'll understand that God has a plan for them. Just like it says in uh, Jeremiah 29, 11, he has some great plans for them. So yeah. they don't have to look for approval from man mm-hmm. because God has already approved them. God has already given them the authority. But we got to begin to teach this to the children early because once they get a hold to social media, once they yeah, I was going to bring that peers, up. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Social media, the peers, or even things that go on with even their own household, you know, mm-hmm. that is so damaging to kids. We got to really begin to impart this wisdom into children early. And that's how come I say with these books, it's going to do some positive damage in the world once children 
um, once people purchase the book and they begin to read the books to the children and the children, God begin to speak to the hearts of the children as to who they really are in Christ. And once they know that, you know, nothing else matters. Once you know who you are in Christ, you can walk in the authority that he has given you. Yes. Yeah. Amen. I agree with that. I know when I used to teach Sunday school, one of the uh, verses I would uh, like them to you know about is in Psalms 139, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And I, and I look at that too, as a scientist, because I think the more we know, the more we don't know. And that only, Mm -hmm. you got got to give God credit for that. You know, we are so, we are made in such a, an amazing way that we, we can't know. And the differences, like you said, I love that, you know, to, Mm -hmm. it would be a boring world if we, we all were the same. So that is, that is, that is really very good. And Mm -hmm. even in my book, I even have Psalms 139, 13 and 14. It says for, it was you who created my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I will praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Yeah. So it wasn't by surprise that nobody dropped out of the sky, that nobody manipulated, you know, things for somebody to be created. We we need to understand, you know, that it was God who has created each of us. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I love your illustrations. I mean, your book is very inclusive. You have yeah. all different children of color. Mm-hmm. And I think one of your books even has a child in a wheelchair. So you really are trying to make sure that any child who picks up this book mm-hmm. can find it, can read it and find yes. acceptance. So how did you um, get your illustrator? Like, what was the process for that? Did you know someone or... I actually used Fiverr. Um, oh, it was, yeah. yes, another um, another children's author visited my program and she read her book to my group of children. And um, then I asked her, you know, well, you know, what was the process? What did you do? So she told me about Fiverr. So at the time of me, of God giving me the titles for my book, he had already told me that it needed to be inclusive. Right. I wasn't, I was not writing and I do not write for one specific race. Mm-hmm. It's for everybody, you know, right. and, um, for all abilities as well. So I was really intentional, just as you said, you know, on the uh, covers of the books with the various children, you know, they're, they're representing different races. They're representing all different abilities. And I was really intentional, even with the illustrator from Fiverr. Um, basically, I looked on there. I looked at a couple of them and looked at the backdrop, the work as to what the illustrator did. And I just found one that I thought was good, you know, and everything. I told her what it is I needed, you know, for the covers of my book. And she was able to do it. I had to use two different illustrators because when I went back, for the second book at that finish, the first illustrator is was no longer on Fiverr. Okay. So I had to go with a, a second person um, for the second book, but he did an awesome job, you know, as well. Yeah. He did he didn't initially have the child with the uh the the blind child on there. Okay. So I and I said, no, no, no. I need <laughs> you know, and I'm going to, for all of my books that I write, I'm going to continue to allow it to be inclusive 
and I want representation. So just like you said, when children or adults or whomever pick up my book, they will see that everyone is included and this message is for everybody. Um, I did another, I did a pot, I did a um a radio mm-hmm. interview. And what really blessed me, it was an older woman on the call. I believe she said she was about 75. Wow. I'm not sure how she um came across my book mm-hmm. or who introduced her to the book. But what she was stating, she said this, my book really gave her validation because as a child, she was scarred, just like mm. the, the video that I mentioned about the little girl. It yeah. seemed this 75-year-old woman had the same issue, that someone spoke a lie into her life mm-hmm. and it carried her all the way up until the age of 75. You know, but she said once she read this, once she read this book, it really gave her confirmation that she is important and that God loves her in spite of what she may have been told, you know, by the, I'm going to say the adversary, Mm -hmm. you know. So um, this book, those, though these books are written for children, the messages are um, so, so universal universal for adults or for whomever picks up the book to read it. Yeah. yeah because I was going to ask you about that. I know we've mentioned, mentioned scripture and you know, not mm-hmm. everybody is our yeah. believers, but mm-hmm. you, I would say your book, anybody could pick up your anybody. book and, any, yes. and read it to their child and, exactly. you know, and, and, and encourage them because these kind of things are important because people walk around with trauma their mm-hmm. whole life and to, for you to that's powerful for you to say even though it's a child a children's book it mm-hmm. was impactful to this older woman yes yes mm-hmm. so she she just kind of it was like and when she told me that it was as like as if it was somebody locked in a cage mm-hmm. you know and isolated for all those many years but mm-hmm. now she comes across my book she reads the book and God speaks to her heart. And some of the things that I've mentioned in this book, you know, she began to to believe, you know, those things. And mm-hmm. God just all of a sudden just uplifted that burden from her. And now she's just like a dove, just free, you mm-hmm. know, to be herself, you know, mm-hmm. not to worry what other people might say about her or her past hurt. Because so many times we have so many people walking around in the world they are carrying around so much, like you said, trauma and past hurt. And we may come across them and we may wonder, well, you know, I wonder why he or she may do X, Y, Z. But we have to look at it. You know, we got to look at their past, what they're carrying into their teenage years, as well as their adulthood, you know. And if it's not dealt with, it's just going to continue to fester you know, and to keep people in bondage. Yeah. And I love like um, what you said about reaching our children when they're young, because if they have that confidence, if they have that affirmation in themselves, we certainly hope that they won't carry that trauma into their adulthood. And that can really hinder you in so many ways. It can mm-hmm. hinder you in speaking up or moving forward or mm-hmm. it could even unfortunately lead to you being abused because yes. you don't 
value who you are. So mm-hmm. I really um, appreciate, you know, what you're saying about having the, these kind of affirmations for our children yes. so that they can, you know, it can be a foundation for them. Yes. And I, even within each of my books, um, I have, I have circle time songs mm-hmm. of affirmation for the children. I also have, perhaps someone doesn't know how to teach children acceptance. I have mm-hmm. some bullet points here, which um, explain how you can teach children acceptance, which is very good. And I also, cause I'm big on literacy, mm-hmm. babies learning. Um, right. I have some keywords that are in the book, but in the back of the big book on a word bill, which will give the definition, you know, of the words within the book. So all in all, this is really a, a teaching tool. You know, I was going to say, you're even helping the uh, the educators out when they yes. get your book. It's not like, oh, here's a book, but you also mm-hmm. will allow them to, um, you know, be able to. Uh, use it as a tool. They can go to the resources and, yes. um, you know, gain mm-hmm. from that, you know, yes. so that that's really good. Yes. So you get more than just a book and your you book doesn't e- even cost that much. <laughs> you get a teaching yes. guide plus a yes. book. Yes. That's encouragement. <laughs> yeah. And with the second book I've added, I added a scripture page. I didn't have that in the first book and the Lord spoke to me. So the scriptures that are throughout the book, I just have one page within the book with all of the scriptures listed, you know, so that uh, these scriptures can begin to be imparted within the lives of children as right, well. Right. Yeah, no, that is good. Yeah, that is really good. I wanted to say, too, that, you know, as we're talking about your books, I'm going to definitely have a link links as references. and. I know you can get them from Amazon, but I know some people also have their own website or places that they can get them from. Is there other places we should, or I should reference for your book beyond Amazon? Yes. Um, I am working on the author's website. So frankly, I'll have that up and running uh, within the next week or so. Mm-hmm. I am working on that. But the books can also be purchased at CLC Christian Bookstore. Mm-hmm. Uh, something different about Eric and Brenmar. That's also a store. Uh, Deliverance Bookstore, Book Bookstore in Chestnut Hill, and also if you just Google my name or the book, it will give you a host of different um, sites where you can also purchase the books online. I always tell people if they are interested in my books being in their locations, um, whether it's children's Sunday school departments, whether it's daycare centers, whether it's elementary schools, um, just simply ask the person that does the ordering um, because it's a way of me being able to get these messages into those type of locations. But Mm -hmm. if it's not there, just just request it and then uh, individuals can use their database to go in to make a purchase of my books as well. I'm also asking um, if you are, if they are interested, they want to see my books within libraries, just again, mention it to the librarian. And that is a way, the more that is requested, 
the easier my chances are of getting my books into the libraries as well. Um, I do have a possible upcoming collaboration with the Mount Airy Church of God on mm-hmm. Ogunts Avenue. I believe it's Ogunts Avenue. And that's um, in the Philadelphia area. Yes, I always you- like give the perspective because I, I'm thankful yes. my podcast does go to different parts of the country and different parts mm-hmm. of the world. So that's in the U.S. and Philadelphia. But <laughs> yes, thanks for mentioning it. Yes. Um, yeah. So I, I'll... I may be looking at a fifth Sunday event there, a book signing, and also um, a speaking engagement there as well. And an upcoming, possibly with a puppet company, is called Duple Poops. <laughs> what a name. Yeah. But it's puppets with a purpose. Okay. So more information um, with that will be coming, you know, down the pike soon. So I'm just, I'm grateful as to how God is, you know, moving on my behalf to get these messages out. No, that's that wonderful. Yes, yes. So, so do you have any future books in the works? I sure do. Um, <laughs> I have some already written too, but again, um, not until God tells me to release them. I have right. more children's books. Um, God has given me some books, teenagers, mm-hmm. and also adult inspiration. Okay. I have them written, but again, I can't do anything until he um, He tells me to release them. You know, and just as even as early as day before yesterday, um, he had given me a title Okay, it was called Sin the Intruder. Okay. And I was like, wow, Lord. And I was like, so he just started talking and I just started documenting because Mm -hmm. if he speaks and if I'm laying in the bed and I don't get up to write down what he's telling me, and if I go to sleep and get back up, I'm not going to remember any of it. So he gave me a title um, day before yesterday, Sin the Intruder. And Mm -hmm. it's deep what he was telling me. And I was like, all right, Lord, you know, so I don't know which direction, whether that's going to be a teen for the teenagers or for the adults, not for the babies, um, but for the teenagers or the adults, you know? Um, So I'm just grateful the way he just keep pouring into me, you know, and I'm like, all right, Lord, I'm listening. I'm listening. Yeah. No, that is, that is so great. And I know I've already connected you with my cousin, James, who's a, yes, a publisher and he does inspirational books. He's been on the podcast talking about writing. So to my podcast, you can go back to, I think he was in series two talking about writing, but um, that that's what he does. So I really was glad I was able to connect you with him, you know, so he Um, is a publisher. Yes. He publishes only inspirational books and um, you know, he has one in the works. I, I did a, a, um, a segment for that's coming out. I think soon. Um, okay. He's like he like you. He wants to wait until it, uh, God leads him to do it. Have all the pieces together. But yes. that's his um his thing. So I guess I'm giving a shameless plug to my cousin. His yes. blessed okay. blessed with the word productions. But, all right. Um, yeah. <laughs> but he's 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 really he was really doing doing oh. well with that. And I think people today certainly can use some inspiration and just hearing what other people's stories are 
can really inspire you because you think, well, if they can overcome that, yeah, I can too. So like, we, like we started off just that encouragement piece and it starts with children all the way up to adults. Yes. And I enjoyed the book. I did enjoy his book. Um, I did, you know, I wrote a, a um, a review and everything, but I really yeah. enjoyed well, yes. Yeah, yeah. His son, mm-hmm. his son's book. I love that book because it's just you rarely see books that focus on father and son. So I thought that was really a special book. That's a, that's a book that because uh, I'll probably put a reference to that so people yes. can see it because that falls in this whole category yes. of children and it's book needed. And inspiring books. Yeah, it's needed. Yeah. You know, for the, the, the fathers and the sons is needed. And even as I look back over the years with my husband and our children, I am just so grateful that I didn't have to do this, that I didn't and that I don't have to do this journey by myself. Yeah. You know, um, my husband has always been right there in the thick of it, you know, um, with our boys. And I was telling my husband maybe about a month ago, I said, I'm so grateful to God that my husband is not afraid to tell his sons that he loves them. Yeah. You know, when they're talking on the phone we and we have one living in Miami and the other two in Harrisburg. But when that phone hang up, when they when they're talking to each other, I always hear my husband telling them that he loves them or mm-hmm. even vice versa. They're not afraid to tell their yeah. father, you know, that they love him. And that, Men need to be told that and their yes. sons. And, mm-hmm. you know, we hear sometimes we hear, you know, the, the children when they're growing up, the males growing up with the fathers and, you know, if the male child fall down. Oh, you OK. You get up. You a man. No, they still need that love. They're human, you know, right. and they still need to be shown that love as well. So I, I think, you know, our men could do a lot better in that area, you know, but I'm yeah. sure that for my men, you know, I yeah. see it. You know, I, yeah. I see it and I'm, I'm, I'm grateful. You know? Yeah, no, that is, that's a, yeah. that's a lovely expression, I think. And you know what, it, it is somewhat too, I noticed just, I'm thankful for my experiences of getting to see different cultures. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's a cultural thing. Other yeah. cultures, cultures show love between their men mm-hmm. and it's not an issue at all. So mm-hmm. I think it's something that, yes. you know, culture and people just have to get used to because like you said, we all need love, men and women. We love. You know, well, God is love. Look, God, look, God is love and we mm-hmm. all need to show love and we need love. Yep, that is so true. That is so true. So I wanted to talk, and you mentioned it in the beginning when you introduced yourself, that you have your own daycare. Yes. So was that, um, you know, what was your inspiration for starting a daycare? And what what, what is your child care philosophy? I did look it up a little bit, but I want you to share. <laughs> okay. Well, um, my inspiration, it, I think it went further than... I know it went further than I like kids. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, a lot of because you can like yeah. kids, but you may not want to have them like around for eight yeah. hours a day. <laughs> twenty years. <laughs> for twenty years. Yeah. yeah. Um, basically it was it goes back to what God has spoken my spirit. He was like, you know, I, I took a look around and you know, I see all the stuff that children are going through. And God simply wanted to use me as that vessel 
to not only to teach them the ABCs, color shapes, numbers, one, two, threes, but he wanted me to help to groom that foundation. You know, Proverbs uh, 22, 6, train up a child and the way he should go. And when he is old, he shall not depart from it. So he wanted to use me as that vessel to impart that knowledge in children and to help them that they may come to know him for themselves. You know, and I always say uh, the ministry of childhood is not only me being able to assist the children and to help them, but it goes further. It taps into the the parents as well, because I understand that, okay, I can be doing all that I can do here to help the child in my program. But that child still has to go home to that environment and to those. parents. So if the parents aren't not right. And if the parents are dealing with some things, you know, it's not going to be a balance, you know, mm-hmm. as to the benefit of the child. So I think it was just most instrumental in that, you know, God told me he wanted to use me as that vessel, you know, to impart um, children and knowing who he is. And in addition, when this was before I started daycare, I, I worked outside of the home, um, the stock market. Mm-hmm. And my husband um, is a chef and we both were working full time, but one of our children um, suffered from asthma really badly. So I kept having to call out of work. So I'm like, okay, I have to figure this thing out also because mm-hmm. they're going to fire me, you know? So then I was like, okay, let's put two and two together. We have our own house, you know, we're not under a landlord or anything. So I can open up a child care center. So the child care is actually ran directly from my home. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, 20 years, it's been uh, ran from my home. And I'm just so gracious that my husband, you know, team player, that he would allow, you know, allow me and to be in partnership with me to utilize our space and mm-hmm. our children because they were younger. Um, yeah. Our children and Child care got expensive too. Yeah, I can imagine. We had a child, yeah, we had a child that suffered with asthma really bad. And then trying to put three kids through child care became very expensive. So mm-hmm. it was kind of a no-brainer. It worked out. Um, two of our children were able to come through my program. Um, they did well here. They went off, they finished school and everything. And um it's been 20 years. Um, right now, I don't have any children in my care. My group of children, my last group of children graduated in September. Oh. And at that time, I I have not tried to market for any additional children because right now the Lord has me focusing on trying to get the word out about my books. So mm-hmm. um, still fully licensed. But again, right now, the Lord just has me working, you know, we're trying to get the messages out about my book. So until mm-hmm. such a time, you know, I will continue to still just try to get the messages out about my books, but I'll still continue to be that advocate, you know, and helping, you know, those who may contact me because I still I'm still getting phone calls about yeah. child care, but I'll still continue, you know, to advocate and to help those who are still looking for um child quality child care programs and um with my program though it was small I was big on big on partnerships yeah. um I had Stephen Kinsey here um Art Haywood and also 
uh, Nashville Park, Cindy Bass. They frequently came here to read um, to our children as well. So really big on partnership. And I, I, I love helping families. I love helping children. I love the partnership, um, even with my other ECE, you know, community, you know, just being in meetings with them, with us brainstorming on different things as to how we can better uh, early childhood education. So I'm still. So I'm that's still, ECE is early childhood education. Just want to make sure I get all the correct, acronyms. Early, yep. Early childhood education. And um you know, I still, I'm still on meetings, you know, I still get called on meetings, you know, to, to, to put my input in, you know, as to how we can uh, make early childhood education most successful for families. So, um, I, um, but I'm, I'm enjoying the quiet time right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm enjoying the quiet time. Um, I still reach out to the families that have come through my program, you know, they still reach out to me and I just still want to see that those children are excelling, you know, um, and that they are remembering all that I've imparted, you know, within them so that they, you know, may have a fighting chance in this world, you know, so and some even- of your, some of your students are probably like graduated yeah. from college or yes. working, yeah. and, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you said 20 years and they probably started years. at what, two years, three years? Yep. What was two. your age range? Yes. At two. And I actually, when I first started, I, I took in, I think the youngest child I may have had was a four month old. Okay. Um, yeah. That's, I mean, even though they say the baby is just laying there, but that's still, it's, it's a little more difficult if you have a, like a four month old, but then you got some toddlers running around and some preschoolers and it's just you by yourself, mm-hmm. you know, it can, you know, it can get a little tax. And, you know, so my I say kudos to those individuals that really want to take on the infants because that's where the need is now. Mm-hmm. A lot of um, family child care providers, which are um child care programs that are ran from within someone's home that they're allowed to take on six children only. Okay. Um, but a lot of them, whether it's family child care providers or child care centers, a lot of them are shying away from taking on the the babies. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of them, so that's I, I can say over the next couple of years, that's gonna be a great need you know, mm-hmm. for, for individuals, you know, trying to place their children because a lot of people are shying away, you know, from that. And I actually, at the present, I have a young lady at Dear to Imagine, and she's looking to step into the field of early childhood education and to run her program from her house. So I've been trying to assist her and guide her. And it's a good thing because she wants the babies. And right. I say, oh, okay. I said, you're going to do very good, you know, because a lot of people are shying away from it. But what mm-hmm. I also dropped into her spirit, um, I think that's kind of where the breakdown is. A lot of programs are having trouble finding that quality worker or worker. Yeah. yeah. You know, some people are just there for the money. You know, mm-hmm. you don't want people that are just there for the money. You want the ones that are there that are genuinely concerned about the well-being of the children. So what I kind of dropped into her spirit, perhaps you want to make your program intergenerational. Yeah. Look, look upon some of those older, um, whether male or female, 
you know, and if they're willing to go through the licensing process as far as the fingerprinting and things like that, maybe you can incorporate them into your program for a couple of hours and they may be more faithful and they may have a, a, a better sense and know why they're there, you know, as opposed to no slight to the younger ones, but it's just a face of reality, what we're facing now in early childhood education. A lot of them are just there for the paycheck and not for, you know, the well-being of the children. So Talana, can you talk a little bit about what was the process? Because of course you mentioned licensure and I guess it probably is different per state or mm-hmm. is, it, is it a city or, or so? It might be by state. It may, um, it may be by state, but what I, what I did, I, um, is through phila.gov, you can go to phila.gov and you can just Google, um, wanting to open up a daycare Mm -hmm. and it'll be a page that'll come up that will give you step-by-step information as to what you need to do. But the very first step is once you go on to the phila.gov website, you have to sign up for a one-day class. And they kind of, at that one-day class, they tell you the different variations of childcare programs that you can open. Mm -hmm. And they also tell you what you need as far as your fingerprinting. Um, What else is in it? do, do they like inspect your um, home? background? Yeah, they do the fire inspection. They look at the sizing of your home as as far as how many children you can keep. They look for the safetyness, make sure, you know, your home is safe for the children. They want to make sure as far as whether or not you are the owner of a, a weapon. You know, mm. there's guidelines as to what you need to do if you are a, a owner of a weapon and how you should have things locked up and secured, you know, for the children. So in that one day class, they'll give you an array of information step by step. And basically is, is upon the person that's trying to go for that licensing as far as how quickly they can get it done. It could be a quick process or you can let it linger. However, you know, far you need, but it's just a step-by-step guide and you can't overstep one process to try to, you know, get to the finish line. You got to make sure you finish each bullet point, you know, to get it done. So it is. And and once you, even when you're trying to become licensed, there are so many agencies out there that are um, there to support you in the whole process. You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of agencies out there. And even with myself, I still have um, outside of the individual at Dear to Imagine, I still have other individuals that reach out to me that's trying to start on this journey of opening up their program. So I, you know, give consultation and guidance as to, you know, what they need to do and just try to guide them, you know, because we need, you know, people are always going to have children. People are always going to have babies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's a guaranteed market. You know, people want to always have babies and um, people want to always need somewhere to put those babies, you know, yeah. um, and, and quality, you know, programs, you know, programs where they really have the interest of the children. 
Yes, that's what I was going to say. There's definitely a need for quality program. Yes. And, you know, so I think that's, um, you know, and and then you definitely have to have a heart for it as well. Yes. You know? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if you were just, I'm just curious, um, if you were consistent in going through the process, how long would it take you to be certified, do you think? Or from your experience? I'm going to say somebody probably can do it in four months. Really? Wow. Okay. It's not a long process. Mm-hmm. It's not a, it's not, I'm going to say four months, but then I'm going to bag it back a little bit because I don't <laughs> know how tired of um, downtown is. <laughs> Where yeah. you got to go down there to, you know, to give them the paperwork. I don't know what their workload, I don't know if they still in the COVID, you know, but it can be a quick process. You know, it could be a quick process and so if someone is looking, they just go on that website, it'll give them a listing. But if they want to really get started early, get your start on your criminal background, your fingerprinting. And I'm I, I'm drawing a blank for what the third one is. Um, and it's the same ones that when people are in churches and the churches have Sunday school departments, you know, mm-hmm. they have to go through their the background check. Background check. That's what it is. Background checks. So if they get started on that early, they'll already have that, you know, done Mm. completed, and then they can follow the steps of everything else. Okay. But there are agencies out there to help. There are even agencies. I never forget when I when I first opened, um, and I didn't have a lot of materials or anything for my program at the time of opening. But then I remember I went through a program through the YWCA and my friend Vi, who works at the YWCA and she helps programs get started. She can't, it was like Christmas in July. Mm -hmm. She brought me so much brand new items for my childhood. And I was like, oh my goodness, Christmas in July. And she got all of this stuff. So I can truly say for my program, God, was in the midst of it. He blessed me every step of the way because I have I have gotten so many grants for my program where a lot of the things that I needed, I just went through my grants, you know, and because I had a good reputation and I still have a good reputation with um, people with First Up and the ECE Phil they'll still reach out to me and be like, hey, you know, this grant is available. You know, are you interested? You know, make sure mm-hmm. you get your in, you know, but once you get started and you get your foot in there and then they have something called the Keystone Stars program and it's kind of rated just like, you know, how hotels have their different ratings. Yeah. Same thing with childcare programs. And um, for each rating, you got to do different things to reach different levels. Okay. And it was a star for, I'm a star for childcare program. And the higher your star level is, the higher the grant sorry that you can get. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Um, some people choose not to want to go through the legwork of the Keystone Stars. Um, and that's their preference. You know, that's up to them. Um, I would say either way, you know, if you want to do the legwork, go for it. If not, fine. Um, but I've always said, even though I was a star four program and I've I've gone through the steps to get there, whether the stars were there or not, that still wasn't going to make my program because me as the individual that I'm called to be, I was still put out the same amount of effort and professionalism 
if I was with the stars or without the stars, you know, so it really depends on the, the, the people, you know, who was trying to move forward with an opening. But yeah. I think though, I mean, me as a parent, as a parent, you know, I would be looking for some for the star uh, rating. I would be looking for yeah. the stars, mm-hmm. you know, yes. and I would want to find, see that to say, this is a good program for my mm-hmm. child to be in. This person yes. strives to have an excellent program. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. Maybe I look at, yeah. I look at ratings for but everything. But I always I tell I, people, yeah. always mm-hmm. tell people, even though, do you do diligence? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Always tell people. You can say a star four, but do you do diligence? Right. You should always do that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So getting back to resources, I did have this question and we talked on social media and I know you said you bring people to in to read to the children, but when mm-hmm. it comes to technology mm-hmm. to help facilitate learning, you know, mm-hmm. what is your thoughts on technology um, as being a beneficial uh, thing for children or a negative for children or I, or it could be mixed. I, I was just curious how, how you use it, especially because you've been in this field so long. I mean, when you started 20 years ago, nobody was going to have a tablet. So nope. nobody was going to have a tablet. I remember having that big old um, monitor on my desk. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, and it was slow and a little floppy disk, you know, yeah. so. I would say technology can be a benefit when it's utilized in the correct manner. Um, I would say it's important to use developmentally appropriate software, mm-hmm. which it would be able to help to support a child's learning and also their skill development. Mm-hmm. Um, it will help them in fine motor skills, learning their numbers, their shapes, their letters. It'll teach hand and eye coordination. It'll teach them problem solving skills. On the other hand, I say it could be a negative when children are left unsupervised and unstructured. Yeah. And when too much time is allotted for technology and enough and not enough time of an adult communicating with children. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also say the technology should never be used as a source, as the sole means of educating children. So it has its pros and it has its kinds. Um, but we as adults, we need to learn how to tap into it in a positive way that it will be a great influence uh, on children that even as they get older and they're able to utilize it themselves, that they'll continue to hold on to that characteristics of the positive ways of utilizing it and not the negative because and even with um, child care, you can only allow the children to have access um, for a little amount of time through my program for the children that were three and over. They each um, had tablets mm-hmm. that remained here, which, you know, I purchased. They remain here, but they will only be able to uh, utilize it. I, I believe I only gave them 15 minutes per week. So okay. they were using it all. I didn't want them because I'm saying, okay, they are, I'm sure why they at home, they got it all day long. <laughs> so I only allowed them 15 minutes per week on the um, tablets and they only were able to tap into educational um, websites. Yeah. You know, 
Um, and even um, it's a, let see, ABC Mouse with my program. When children were enrolled into my program, um, they were able to have a free membership um, for ABC Mouse. Okay. And that was one of the um, the curriculums that I did allow them to get on during that 15 minutes. So as long as it was educational and I was very stern in a loving way, because even as children, as the ages three to five, you give them that tablet and you walk away, they know how to get to somewhere else. Yeah. I mean, I recall the time when I would give out the tablets and it, can we do TikTok? And I'm like, three to five year olds. No, <laughs> no you can't do TikTok here. No. Yeah. You know, so we have to really make sure that we're monitoring, you know, what our children has access to. No, I think that's so important. I, as I always mm-hmm. mention, my great nephew, he's eight now, mm-hmm. but he was one of the COVID kids who started school during COVID. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. for kindergarten, he was on a laptop mm-hmm. and um, they were, you know, and sometimes he would come over and and spend the weekend with us and maybe a few other days. And, you know, um, it was, I would help him with his homework sometimes. And it really would be like, almost like an ABC mouse. He would have to do certain yeah. things mm-hmm. or it would be so funny. My mom, and like you said, they're so smart. And I, mm-hmm. I, because of my job job at the time, I still was going into be, in, in the work because I worked mm-hmm. in the science field, even though most people working from home. Yes. Um, and my mom would call me, Larry, turn off the computer some way. Let's see. And I'd be like, mom, turn on, you know, turn on, you know, <laughs> FaceTime so I could see what he did or whatever. Yes. So these kids are amazing they with favorite. technology because yes. they've known it all yep. their lives. Like, mm-hmm. unlike us, who didn't have all this tech, it, it exactly. grew, grew upon us, you know? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I even, and I just look at that and I said, today in this world, okay, give, give a, a junior high student a dictionary mm-hmm. and tell them to look up something. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, what is this? They won't know what it is. Yeah. It's just uh-huh. like, what is this? You know, I got my cell phone, you know, I can just tell Google, you know, to look up, you know, so in a lot of ways, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a positive and a negative. Yeah. You know, there's a balance. There's, there's a balance. And, you know, we as adults, we got to try to help the children as much as we can. You know, we got to teach them because after all, you know, they're going to grow up and, only what they know is what they're able to pass on, you know, as they get older to their children. So we just got mm-hmm. to try to equip them and teach them, you know, the best we can. No, that is so true. That's so true. And as we're wrapping it up, I mean, you've talked about your books, you've talked about your child care. So clearly, you know, your calling, I think, is to make a positive impact on the lives of children. So if someone listening to this podcast and they want some resources on, you know, what they can do to open up a daycare mm-hmm. or what they can do to write a book or, you know, any, any, anything to help them. Cause they really want to make an impact on positive children. Where would you suggest that they go? I think you mentioned something as we were talking, but. Yes. Um, to open up the child program, they can just Google, um, fill.gov. Um, how mm-hmm. to open up a child care program and whatever location they're in, whether it's Philadelphia, Delaware, New York, whatever state they're in. Um, mm-hmm. Once they plug into that information, it should give them 
a uh, a list as to what it is they need to do step-by-step um, information. Mm-hmm. If they're in the Philadelphia area, again, I do get consultation and guidance, you mm-hmm. know, to help individuals who are interested in getting started. Um, they can still reach me if they look up the information, Heaven Sent Child Care. I am mm-hmm. on Google um, under Child Care Heaven Sent. Uh, they can follow me on Instagram, um, which they can... Uh, kind of get a hold to me through that as well. So what's just, your Instagram handle? Uh child care heaven sent. Okay. Let me see. Or they can email me at my, uh, my full name, Talana mm-hmm. Coleman at yahoo.com. Okay. And I'm just double checking, making sure I did give you the right Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Let's put the glasses on. Yes, it's heaven. Heaven sent child care. Okay, great. And I do, and I have a website, mm-hmm. uh, child care heaven sent. Okay, and, and is it um dot com or dot? It should be, I guess, it's dot com. Yes, dot com. Okay, that's great. Yeah, and, and I, I as far ahead. as the book, if they're interested in um, writing the book, and that's my desire. Also, I want to do uh, some type of workshop. Mm-hmm. For children, um, you know, I always say a dream is only a dream until you pursue it. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a book in everybody. Mm-hmm. But we have to look at who has the courage to step out on faith to get that book written. So what mm-hmm. I really want to do is do some type of workshop for children and teaching them, you know, and guiding them, you know, in their writing abilities that they may turn their writings into their own books, you know, Mm because I think it's awesome. Like if you have a young child and, you know, they're writing and then, you know, you go through the process of helping them to actually get their book published. And with my self-publisher, I'm a self-publisher. I didn't pay anybody, you know, to publish my book. I just simply went through um, Fiverr for the illustrations and then at the Fiverr, I went to KDP Publishing, which is Amazon's publishing company. Okay. So you went through Amazon to get your publishing. I went through Yes, I, I went through Amazon and KDP is free. Okay. So if you, you know, for individuals, you know, who have that mindset, whether it's children or adults, you know, it's a, it's an easy process. With my mm-hmm. second book, I had my second book written and published and ready to go for sales less than 30 days. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So once I learned, once I learned the process, you know, I was like, all right, I got it. I know, you know, so Mm -hmm. just like for my other ones that I have, as soon as God told me it's time to release our release and they, they should be able to be released quite quickly you know, but Fiverr was really awesome. As F-I-E-R-R, they were awesome. And like you said, you can go to them and you can hire them for anything. You know, even for my books, I did book trailers um, for both of my books. And I utilize them when I'm trying to collaborate and to partner, you know, with different companies and everything. So the trailers are really good. And I'm really hoping that one day, um, with the trailers, I can get a TV commercial. Yeah, 
I'm, 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 you know, I'm saying, Lord, if that's your will, you know, if I can get a TV commercial, you know, mm-hmm. um, with my books and my trailer, you know, that would be awesome as well as far as spreading, you know, the messages of my books. Yeah, no, that's great. I know um, mm-hmm. I should pr- should give a little background before we started the podcast. We were talking mm-hmm. about Fiverr and yes. I actually use Fiverr for editing my podcast. And I think mm-hmm. it's a great opportunity. It's, you know. I think we're also helping those people who are freelancers in these fields that maybe they want to be entrepreneurial. Mm -hmm. And that's another place where they have ratings and you get feedback and you get feedback. So it helps you decide who you want to work with. And even Fiverr reaches out to you and say, is this person working for you? So Mm -hmm. I think it's a, seems like a safe space to to get help. Yes. Yes. And even if you do have an issue, even if you, you know, you do have an issue um, in the midst while someone is doing the job for Fiverr. Um, there is a area for um, a resolution center where you okay. can email them because I have had to utilize them um, and they will help you through the process. You oh, that's know. great. I never had to use it yet, but that's good to know. Yeah. And what I've also found out with my second book um, where I had to kind of use the resolution just stick to your guns with 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 what you want, you know, as an yeah. author or if you're utilizing any of their services, stick to your guns as to what you want and kind of put some fire and make the person who has signed on to that job make sure that they're doing that job and not trying to um shortchange you. Yeah. You know, um just, you know, just just stay with it and make sure you're getting, you know, what you're paying for. But I can say fiber is a is an excellent um source, a resource. It is excellent, you know. I, I, and I'm gonna use them for each of my titles. You know, mm-hmm. I'll I'll use them for each of them. And I think as I write, I'm going to use different um illustrators. It's not mm-hmm. gonna be the same ones all the way across because again, I wanna give everybody a chance to work in that gift that God has imparted within them, you know, well, that's a very gracious way to do it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm more like if the person's working for me, I stay with them. <laughs> with them. I mean, I don't want y'all nobody else. You know? And you know what? I probably, I probably would have been that way. If my first illustrator, if she was still on there, she yeah. probably would have got the shot for the second, the third, fourth. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. wasn't there. I was like, all right, now I got to try somebody else, you know. Right, but right, it's right. it's good. Um, both both illustrators did an awesome job, you know. And I'm, I'm thankful for being introduced to fiber, you know. Yeah. I'm thankful, you know. Yeah, I'm thankful. Yeah, and you know, actually, I guess I don't know if it was an intentional, but when I look at both books, they almost look like they could have been a similar, the same illustrator. Like, unless you nope. had told me, I would have thought they were the same illustrator, and. Like, of course yeah. you have, you know, you give credit to the illustrator, but I didn't, yeah, I do. you know, yeah. didn't follow the name, you know, pay yeah. attention to the name. And on yeah. the first book, this is actually my youngest son. Oh. Uh-huh. This one, yeah. Okay. I wanted the illustrator to do all of my, he, she was having trouble trying to do all of them. So I said, well, I got one of them, the youngest one. Yeah. This is one that used to come to um, Dear to Imagine with me. Okay. And as soon as my parents saw the book, especially my father, he's like, no, no, that's little E. That's Elijah. I was like, yeah, dad, that's him. That's him. You know, because, you know, so I just want to also always keep an attachment to my children and all the books I do. So that's how I always put their pictures in the book 
But they oh. never know. Yeah, those. So in all of the books. They're probably they, like, Mom, you're embarrassing me. <laughs> they never know which bitch I'm going to put in there. You know, I said, that's okay. I'm not going to put none which y'all was in the bathtub. But Okay. <laughs> We all moms always yeah. had a picture. I have one of my daughter in the bathtub. I can't. Yeah. I gotta keep that. <laughs> yes, yes. Mm-hmm. No, that yes. is great. That is great. Well, I know that uh, we better wrap it up here. But I always like to give all my guests um, a chance for any last thoughts you want to leave with the audience before we close out. I just wanted to say I thank everyone. For, I thank you again, of course, mm-hmm. your allowing me this opportunity um, for the listening audience to be. Um, I just thank them um, for the support that I've been given um, through the time of me operating Heaven Sent Child Care and also through my journey as a children's author. Just really just thank them for their support. And just if I can just leave a message to everyone that in the world, let's just try to be more understanding of one another and to show that agape love towards, um, towards mankind. You know, we all may be different. We all may come from different walks of life, but yet God still requires us as human beings to look, show love towards one another. God bless you. I love that. Thank you so much. I can't say anything else. So (laughs) until next time. All All right. Thank you. Thank you so much and God bless you and have a great evening. Thank you for listening to Garage Conversation with Shar. I know that there are many listening options today, so truly appreciate you making this podcast your choice. Until next time, peace and blessings.